Thank you for joining us for this episode of Build, Hustle, Grow. I'm Baya Adeleja, and this week I've chosen a new free downloadable resource for you to build, hustle, and grow even better. It's called How to Avoid Business Failure. All you have to do to get this free downloadable resource is go to the Black and Good website and then go to the specific page, Avoid Failure. So it's blackandgood.com forward slash avoid hyphen failure. Now, on to the podcast. It's genuinely impossible to succeed in business without partnerships and strategic relationships. I was recently having a conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about the difference between partnerships and strategic relationships and particularly on the on the line of strategic relationships. When does a strategic relationship become a situation where you feel like you're using someone to get ahead versus something that is genuine and authentic and useful to both parties. We're going to talk about that in this episode a little bit, just like a taster, but hopefully it'll be extremely helpful to you. As I'm sure you've noticed already in your own business journey, it is very easy to hit a skill or an access wall. So a skill wall being something you know that you can't do, an access wall being something that you know that you can't get because you don't know the right person, you're not in the right city, you're not in the right country, you're not in the right industry, whatever it might be. And those things just kind of hit you like a brick wall when you're trying to grow. Now, the mistake I used to make was that instead of seeking out effective relationships and similarly partnerships to help me overcome those skill gaps or those access barriers, I would just redesign the way that I was thinking so that I would build for my capability. And that's not sensible, honestly, it just isn't. One, you're overburdening yourself with a lot of work, but two, you're then building for your own direct world. And unless you're intending to build something that is quite small, in that case, this podcast series really isn't for you. It's for people that are trying to grow, right? We're trying to build things that are just going to be big and influential and really take over a space and be thought leaders and industry leaders and nation builders and all of those big things, right? So if you're going to do those things well, you need to be able to live outside of your comfort zone. You need to be able to enter new spaces consistently. So that's what a strategic partnership, a strategic relationship is supposed to give you access to. Building for your space is not always a bad thing, right? So in money management, it's a good thing. Cut your coat according to your size, as as my mum used to say when we were growing up and I was overspending on my pocket money and then invariably became miserly with my pocket money because I, I overcorrected. But all that said, in this episode, we're going to talk about strategic partnerships, strategic relationships, all of those good things. And hopefully it's a, it's a help to you. Hi, I'm Baya Adelaja. And over the past 10 years, I've been through the unimaginable when it comes to running my business and helping thousands of other entrepreneurs run their own. I've seen all of the problems that you could possibly experience, or at least quite lots of them. And from that learning, I can help you understand some of the key tenants you should pay attention to when it comes to building, hustling, and growing your business. Welcome to Build, Hustle, Grow. On this week's episode, I'm talking about building partnerships and relationships that will help you achieve your goals. To cover this topic, I'm going to focus on three questions. What's the difference between a partnership, a business partnership and a business relationship, right? Second one, 
Why do we have to foster relationships and partnerships in business? Third one, how do we identify the right relationships or partnerships? So when we were discussing what to do in this first season of Build, Hustle, Grow and what I could bring to the table as the host of this season, we chose to focus on partnerships and relationships because I have personally found them incredibly fundamental to growth. And I've also found that they're really underrated when compared to things like social media, paid ads, influencer marketing, and so on. If you can find the right organizations to work with and the right people to champion you, you can achieve similar levels of success without the ad spend that comes with any one of those popular methods I just mentioned. I mean, if you think about it, a really good partnership could yield you the same level of input and support that a good influencer could, right? You just have to pick the right one and you just have to create something that is genuine, authentic, mutually beneficial and can really help you get your product or service in the face of people that need it without it being a competitor to the person that you're partnering with. When it comes to influencers, it's a lot more straightforward because it is transactional. But when it's with organizations that you're partnering with, or people that you're building relationships with, it is a lot less transactional. It's more co-creation or collaboration. So depending on, on what you're doing, what you're building, what you're trying to get out there, it is probably going to be harder work to get a really good strategic partnership or relationship built. And it will take longer than just throwing money at it. But again, it's free, typically. If you don't have that kind of money right now, or you're just trying to give yourself a really good grassroots foundation, which I do support. I think that's really smart to start with a good grassroots embedding before you head on to doing stuff with influencers and paid ads and stuff like that. If you're going to go that route, then obviously it's a heck of a lot cheaper outside of spending your time. So first question, what's the difference between a business partnership and a business relationship. Partnerships are about working together for a fixed amount of time on a specific project for the mutual benefit of the individual organization in your organization and their individual organization. So like the two separate organizations are coming together for a very specific amount of time to do something great that is going to be mutually beneficial. Partnerships are supposed to be aimed at growth. I know a lot of people enter into partnerships and they kind of do them from the perspective of exposure, which is a difficult thing to talk yourself out of, especially if it's a bigger organization and people talk you into exposure all the time, like do stuff for free because it's exposure in quotes. And it really is up to you. At a certain point in my business career, I did do a lot of things for exposure. And it wasn't the exposure that other people were telling me I, I should be happy for. Like, you're going to get your product in front of so many people. Like, I know people say exposure doesn't pay the bills, but it could at some point potentially. And you just kind of have to figure out if you are personally willing to take that bet. In some cases, I have been willing to take that bet. For instance... I flew myself to another country for exposure. And honestly, that exposure has been amazing. I mention it everywhere. 
every single time I'm pitching, I'm like, hey, we've done this thing with this company. Therefore, you should work with us because that company is famous and yours is not. So, you know, work with us. So it's that kind of thing. You have to kind of figure it out for yourself. You should only really be entering partnerships, though a real partnership, a proper one, like one where you're mutually respected and it's mutually beneficial if you can see a way to activate growth through it. So if you think about things like your sales funnel, how is your sales funnel going to be significantly enriched because of the partnership that you are entering into? What are your key performance indicators? What is the outcome that you expect to have from this? Why do you think the result will be a success for your future plans? How is this going to take you from one step to another step in your goal setting, right? You should be able to place exactly what the kind of stepping stone of this partnership is and how it's going to get you to the next stage effectively. When it comes to your relationships though, relationships obviously in life, it's a much more fluid concept because relationships don't often really have clear terms or objectives set for them. Everyone knows that saying your network is your net worth and it is true. Going back to the flying myself somewhere example, because of a strategic relationship that I formed with someone where it was just like, let's keep in touch, let's be aware of each other. Someone who has access to a space that I do not have access to has been in the social entrepreneurship, social investment world for decades where I'm, I've been in it for less than a decade. I was previously in the tech space exclusively and have recently transitioned into the social entrepreneurship and even more recently into the social investment space. I was like, okay, let me build a relationship with this person. And if we end up being friends, then awesome. If we don't, then cool. And because of that relationship, I've been flown to a different country and I did not pay a single penny just to speak to a group of people about my work. So like it happens that when it comes to the relationships, it can be a situation where it's just kind of finger in the air kind of thinking where you're just kind of hoping for the best but you can't hope for the best unless you are actively putting yourself in spaces where you are able to access those kinds of people one of the challenges that I set and I think it I genuinely do think it's an impossible challenge and if you try and meet it you will probably hurt yourself because I did it and I did hurt myself I was not sleeping for a very long time because it was so it was so hard but this is the challenge meet three new people every day yeah it's 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 impossible don't do it don't do it to yourself but i will say that uh when i was trying to hit that goal i did not hit that goal if you do hit that goal tell me how you did it if you are consistently putting yourself outside of your comfort zone not just in terms of what you are capable of but in terms of who is around you and beneficially so, so not just trying to meet new people, random new people in a coffee shop, but saying, okay, this is where I want to be in a year. I need to network with as many types of people that have access to that space as possible so that I can find the types of people that I can become friends with. Because when you become friends with someone, they are much more likely to be aware of opportunities that you need, right? If they're in that space and then be able to say, hey, bio you know that thing that you were saying that you needed i just overheard a conversation at my desk and it was like hey i know someone who would be perfect for that and i recommended you i hope that's okay with you and it's it will happen like that and it's happened for me like that it's happened for so many people like that it's nothing in this world is objective 
it's all about your network it's all about your ability to talk about yourself it's all about about your ability to pitch your work and really go out there and meet the people and get get in their space it's about speaking their language all of those kinds of things so when it comes to those two types of things the partnership side is a little bit more transactional because it is so it should be very clear cut as to what you are getting, what you are giving, where you are going, why you are going there, how it adds, how it subtracts, how it divides, how it multiplies, all of those things, right? Should be very clear to you as you go into it and as you come out of it to evaluate whether the partnership works and if it's something that you want to do again or if it's something that you want to do again with that person or with that organization or with another organization. For relationships, heck of a lot more fluid. It's really just about hedging your bets a little bit and accessing new spaces. Second question, why do we have to foster relationships and partnerships in business? Well, I've already said this a little bit, but relationships do give you more eyes and more access than you would otherwise have access to, right? They would give you more access to spaces that you would not have access to otherwise. But there are different levels of relationships or types of relationships that you could engage in as a business person. So relationships with founders for instance it kind of makes it less lonely to build a business when you've got other founders other business owners that are going through the same types of challenges the same tribulations as you are i found this extremely helpful as i've built my business and i suggest it to absolutely every single person that goes through any one of our programs to ensure that you are building a network of similar staged people it's kind of like role modeling in the idea that role models are needed at every stage when you are in your prime and your like beginning stages you need a role model of someone that is just maybe a little bit harder working than you maybe a little bit more strategic than you you need to surround yourself with people that are similar stages but are just doing things slightly differently because those kinds of things will help you think differently as well. It also helps when it comes to reminding yourself that you're not crazy. And I don't use that word lightly, and I am trying to stop using words like that. But it will help you recognize the the fact that you're not alone in these sacrifices that you're making. Because running a business is a huge sacrifice for a lot of people, especially people who are, are leaving jobs or are spending less time with family because they have they've decided to do this business on the weekends or sacrificing the health of their romantic relationships because they've decided to focus a little bit more of their time on a business as opposed to their partner there are a lot of sacrifices that you're making if you're a parent there's sacrifices that you're making to get your business off the ground so you just need to surround yourself with other people that are making similar sacrifices because then you'll be able to just hang in there a little bit because you know that you're not the only type of you're not the only person that sees the world in the type of way that you see it as an entrepreneur right you're seeing things differently you want to change things to have other people around you that believe the same thing or work in the same way is just going to encourage you relationships with clients now that makes it a lot easier to do business if you are in a b2b so business to business or you're in a b2c business to customer or business consumer type business model or um, organization it will differ you could do anything from a 10 minute conversion journey to a six month 
conversion journey to a 12-month even, in some cases, conversion journey or customer acquisition process. So for those of you who aren't familiar with any of those terms I've just mentioned, I hope did a good job of explaining the first two, but I'll just dive into customer acquisition process very quickly here. Uh, It's basically the time it takes you and the actions that you take to get a customer to buy from you and then keep a customer buying from you. So that's really customer acquisition and retention, retention in the keeping your customer buying from you on a regular basis or as regular as your industry requires re-buying of a particular product or service or even upselling. So getting them to buy from a small level package to a higher level package, like going from classic to premium or or bronze to silver to gold to platinum to diamond, those kinds of things. And depending on your business, it could take 10 minutes. So from social media to cart to shipping. Um, That's one example, but it could also take you much longer. I know for our business, it takes about six to eight months before we convert a potential customer to an actual customer. It can be quicker. It is very, very unlikely that it's quicker. And it's only usually quicker when we've been introduced to the company via a relationship that we formed with a highfalutin decision maker in the company. So that's how it makes business easier, right? So if, for instance, I become friends with the director of a wealth management firm, And she's like, I really like what you do. I've been thinking maybe we should do something like this in our own organization. We want to bring you in to talk to us about it. Suddenly, that became a 10-minute journey because it was a relationship that within a conversation turned into a potential customer and by the end of that conversation became a customer, right? Obviously, there was the work that went into building that relationship, but it should shorten the back and forth of sending one proposal, sending the second proposal, having a meeting, having the second meeting, pitching to the senior management team, pitching to the trustee board if you're working with a charity, doing all the regulation, getting all the forms through, then finally getting the money. So it should hopefully shorten the process down. Forming close relationships with competitors may at first seem a bit nonsensical but if you think about it practically it is actually quite helpful so one of the things that I usually bring up when I I meet people that are doing a similar business is it's important to recognize that there is usually in most industries this is not all industries so be aware <laughs> but there is usually enough space for everybody you should you are usually in a big enough market to satisfy the need of every single participant within it right so if you think about it next door to a mcdonald's is usually a burger king next door to a cafe nero there's usually a starbucks and a Costa Coffee next to a Costa Coffee. There is usually a Joe in the Juice next to a croissant shop. There's a bakery. There's a bunch of different similar businesses that congregate in the same spaces. And that's because if one company has done their due, due diligence and said, these people need a coffee shop, 
it's likely that another company is going to do the due diligence and say, these same people need a coffee shop. And it'll end up being a few coffee shops in the area. I hope you're getting what I'm meaning. If you're not, feel free to email through on blackandgood.com forward slash contact us. I believe it is. If it's not, just go to the Black and Good website, go to the contact page, and you can just send me an email through the contact form. It will get forwarded to me, and I will get back to you with an explanation of sorts. Okay, so what you're trying to do with your relationships with your competitors isn't necessarily give them your secret source, but it is to help you become a little bit more aware of the types of barriers that they're facing and that you're facing. And maybe together you can work out a solution that benefits your entire kind of subsect of your industry, right? If you think about the Afro hair care industry, if a bunch of regulation is about to slam down that says that everyone that is producing hair care needs to have an X150PB310 license that is going to take you six months to achieve, it would probably be in your best interest to figure out what the other companies in your sector are doing to circumvent that regulation or work through it a little bit better or quicker than the six-month period or find out how similar businesses have done it in the past and if you're not friends with anybody in your industry it's going to be really difficult for you to understand what's going on so while it does sound nonsensical it's typically quite practical to just be at least on speaking terms and be quite friendly because you never really know partnerships will help you formalize the relationships that you've made by creating clear terms through which you work with people so for mutual benefit At the core of partnerships, like I said, are uh, the tenets of co-creation and collaboration. If your partnership isn't co-created and it isn't entirely dependent on collaboration, then it isn't a partnership. It's just you doing stuff for free. So just be aware of that uh, in that question of why do we foster partnerships and relationships you're really fostering them for your own benefit because it gives you access to spaces. It gives you more information. It helps you become less lonely. It also is just quite useful for stabilizing your business because you can kind of piggyback off of the due diligence of another organization because if they're doing it and you're not doing it, it's like, why are you not doing it? If you can justify why you're not doing it, that's fine, but it's it's useful to know what other people are doing and then just think about why you're not doing it. But hopefully you kind of have your own reasons as to why you want to enter into a partnership and you're not just kind of going into things, doing it for free, as opposed to why you want to enter into a relationship, which is, again, just quite fluid and not something you should be doing too stringently because nobody wants to be in a case where they feel like they're using people you should just be trying to be friendly with people that have access to things that you want. And it's it's not like manipulative or weird or mean or cruel. It's just that person is the director of this company. I just want to have a coffee with them and see if we could be friends 
And if they don't give me anything, then good, that's fine. If they do give me something, I'm over the moon. It's kind of like that. So how do you identify the right relationships or partnerships? Now, again, I think I've touched on this a little bit, but I'm just going to recap and then bring in some new, hopefully some new points in this one as well. And then we can end this podcast soonish. So bear with me. I hope this is this hasn't been too boring for you. If it has, next week we're going to be talking about team building. And that's going to be a little bit more interesting of a conversation, hypothetically. Okay, let's go. So how do you identify the right partnerships slash relationships? So depending on the stage of business and the strength of your own individual network, where well, there might be different things that you need to consider when building uh, business relationships and partnerships and the like. So at the beginning stages, when you're still quite vulnerable in the business journey, having other founders as friends and actively building your founder network is very important. When you've been running things for a while, you need to start looking around and evaluating the usefulness of the relationships that you're fostering. So if you find that there is no one new entering your network, then you need to change your network. Actively seek out new spaces, groups. One of the things I often think is if I'm in a networking situation and I know most of the people in the room, I have wasted my time. If my purpose for entering that networking situation was to build new relationships. Because if there's there are barely any new people in the room, then it means it's, it's kind of like being in a dirty fishbowl. There's too many fish in the pot and you need new water. Your relationships should always be forward-looking. You should be trying to be in the company of people that have been there and done that and got the t-shirt, got the tattoo, gone to Burning Man, the festival and the whole thing, right? Because you want to be able to learn from all of their wisdom without having to ben- like go through any of the pain and torture that they had to go through to get there so kind of like what we're doing right now in this podcast i'm telling you all the things that i had to painstakingly learn so hopefully uh, hopefully you're benefiting from it so partnerships are the best partnerships do flow out of good relationships and the ones that you form with people that are much more senior than you they can be perfect sounding boards for you so that you can get into growth and scale because if someone's already built a massive company and they see you struggling to kind of grow your business to the next stage they could probably just give you a little bit of a like a tidbit of advice and that advice could help you just completely decimate years probably not years but like at least months of like hard graft to research the right answer now this is the probably the part of building strategic relationships that gets a bad rap But as someone that's determined to grow, and like we said earlier, this podcast is for people that are determined to build, hustle, and grow, right? So as someone that is determined to grow, you should do your best not to be stuck in a space with people that don't have a similar growth mindset. So this is is the part that gives strategic relationships a bad rap because... I'm just going to give you permission now. There is no shame in cutting people out when the way they approach their business or their ideology becomes debilitative to your growth and achievement. There is honestly such a thing 
as toxic business relationships. I want to go into the stories, but I can't. I won't. Seriously, I'm begging you. If you find that someone is bringing your growth mentality down because they couldn't achieve it, they couldn't do it, they couldn't envision it for themselves, you need to really reevaluate why they are in your life in the first place. Why are they there? When it comes to partnerships, each one is a stepping stone to where you want to be. Forming resource-based partnerships is a great way to get your foot in the door. And it's also a really great way to understand the inner workings of an organization you may not otherwise have access to. So resource-based partnerships are essentially when you are working with a much larger company where it's less likely this is where people like really talk about the exposure thing actually it's less likely to be a mutually beneficial thing it's more like your pr fodder public relations fodder internal relations fodder investor relations fodder they be if you're especially if you're a social enterprise they probably want to go about saying we helped the black people we helped the poor people we helped the underserved underprivileged deprived people groups through this partnership with this small organization that didn't make us pay them for the ability to say this that's the reality sometimes of working as a small social enterprise with a much 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 larger organization but the good thing about it if you do go down that exposure route the good thing about it is if you get a good enough in road with them you get to really understand how their organization works and that if you really get to understand it is as good as a module in business school because you get to see something that most people don't get to see you get to understand something that most people don't get an eye in right so you understanding the way they work will help you understand how to pitch to other people in the future you understanding the way they work will help you understand how to mold your services and your offerings better in the future and like i said earlier you working with them could potentially if you're willing to take that bet really help you in terms of being able to say we worked with them to a bunch of different people that also dream of working with them So that's something that hopefully is going to help you out as you try and figure out the best way to build, hustle and grow in your business. That was a highlight reel of some of the things I've learned over the years when it comes to forming beneficial partnerships and relationships. I hope it was helpful and I hope you'll join me in two weeks when I'll be sharing some of my hard-learned lessons in the area of team building. If you haven't already, please share this podcast with your friends. Plus remember, you can head over to the podcast page on the Black and Good website to get the show notes for this episode, as well as a free download that will help you build, hustle and grow. Thank you.